It is time to check in with the Vancouver Suns, Vaughn Palmer. Good morning to you. Oh, good morning, Jill. How is the snow situation where you are? Well, it's snow again in Victoria last night. Victorians, of course, pretend they never get snow, so this is the third time I'm going to have to shovel the walkway, which... Uh, if I still had uh, relatives that I'm in regularly in touch with back east, I'd probably send them the pictures just so they for once could feel smug about me instead of me feeling smug about them. And then they could send you a photo back of their snowblower and say, this is what we use here. Have fun with your shovel. It's true. I had a neighbor here for a while who was a Newfoundlander, and we had a big <laughs> snowfall. And he went, why did I leave my snowblower at home in Newfoundland? I could be making, you know, $100 an hour cleaning walkways out here for all my neighbors because they've never seen anything like a snowblower. <laughs> very, very true. Well, uh, hopefully everyone is okay and uh, people are staying off the roads if they don't need to be on them. Uh, we're talking about the latest pandemic briefing. Yes, yeah, so it's sure rewriting the rules of how we do everything here. You know, we used to keep uh, the view was always keep schools open. Well, they're now going to be closed for a week, only a week, but still, that's a big deal. Uh, we used to rely heavily on contact tracing. Well, Omicron moves so fast that contract tracing doesn't really work. Uh, we didn't think much of testing, but now we need more than ever. And the numbers we're getting are more unreliable than they've ever been. And Dr. Henry pretty much admitted that yesterday. We broke the record for tests, almost three uh, test positive, almost 3,000. But huge numbers of people aren't being tested. She said, oh, you know, pick a number out of the air, maybe three to five times as many cases as we're actually detecting and finding and declaring positive. So it's... uh, Brand new territory. We still keep learning new stuff about Omicron, even though we're two years into the pandemic. Uh, yeah, and I think people, on, on the one hand, it makes sense. We're obviously not going to catch every case with the official PCR tests that are happening. There are going to be people who either just don't test, isolate, or don't have symptoms. But it did, does seem like uh, with the way that this one is trans is is going from person to person, that that number is going to continue to, to rise who knows how much. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, one of the things about it is that because it lodges, because the Omicron uh, virus lodges in the upper nasal passages, Dr. Henry says you start spreading it before you have symptoms yourself. So that is why it is so extremely infectious. Where we're able to test we're finding as many as much as 20% of the tests come back positive. Now we're targeting testing. We're picking, picking people that are vulnerable. We're picking healthcare workers. We're picking people that have had a lot of exposure who need to be able to get to work. So we're selecting, but still 20% positive of the tests we're doing. In late Delta, it was 2% positive. So this the, the tests are like, well, that's 10 times as many positives. So that's where the problem is. The I guess the one area that's still the big unknown, and if one is determined to be optimistic about it, one should look at that, hospitalizations and ICU visits are not climbing the way the case count is climbing. Dr. Henry was asked about that yesterday, and she said, well, it's really too soon to tell, but... Other places that are farther into this wave than British Columbia are starting to see hospitalizations climbing as well, not as 
much as in previous waves, but still enough to alarm the people that administer the healthcare system. So that's why you heard that statement yesterday from Dr. Henry, which I guess was probably the most surprising news of the day, that they are looking at ways to bring back healthcare workers, to bring healthcare workers that are mildly infective, infected, emphasis on the mildly, bring them into the healthcare system to work in some way. So masked, distanced, not caring directly for patients, but there's a whole bunch of jobs in the system, including things like contact tracing and that, where they might be able to make use of them. That tells me that they're worried about the system being overwhelmed. Uh, Yeah, and at first I think it sounds bizarre because you automatically think about something in a or somebody in an emergency room or somebody dealing directly with a patient. But then I I was thinking about that yesterday too, and exactly what you said. Well, wait a minute, there are a lot of jobs that don't have direct patient contact, probably don't even have contact with other workers. And if you're asymptomatic or you're fine, maybe that makes sense. Yeah. So mild cases, you'd be masked up, uh, you'd be distanced, uh, you might be working on the phones, uh, manning the nurse uh, staffing line and something like that. Um, The other uh, thing that I think came through yesterday, I didn't get any sense, Joel, that they're really seriously thinking of doing what they're doing in Alberta, which is bringing back the unvaxxed. I don't think that's where they're headed, not yet anyway. But again, it's unknown territory. Uh, You're certainly right when you suggest that, you know, there's a lot more cases. We have not hit the upper range of cases that we're going to get here in B.C. Uh, You know, I I, I don't know if you listened to it yesterday, but Keith Baldry asked, uh, Global asked, uh, you know, could we be hitting five or 6,000 cases a day? That's certainly within the realm of possibility. It really depends on how many tests we're able to do since so many people, for the reasons, Joel, that you said, aren't being tested. Either there isn't a testing station or the wait's too long or the weather's too cold or they've been told, hey, if you're not an essential person that has to go back to work, don't get tested if you have symptoms. Just hunker down, isolate, make sure you don't infect uh, vulnerable people and wait it out. Yeah, and and do you think, too, if we're trying to to stay in that optimism lane, uh, because we have such a high vaccination percentage in this province, that it that we know that it's the people who are vaccinated are getting the, these cases, but they're not going to hospital. In many cases, probably people don't even know that they've been infected. Does that show that it's working, that, that, that we're in not a terrible situation, even though those numbers are so high? Yeah, so Dr. Henry said the, the, the stats they gave us yesterday is, is most of the new cases are people that are vaccinated, but they're getting mild cases. We're also getting cases of people unvaxxed who are getting, who, who've had a one dose and are getting reinfected, and you're getting, as they say, breakthrough cases. So that's people who are vaccinated but get it. Uh, she says it's still 90% effective at keeping you out of the hospital. The one area of concern that I have being a pessimist on this is fully vaccinated, Jill, increasingly means not just first and second doses, but a booster shot. That's fully vaccinated. And we're still under 20% for fully vaccinated. So, uh, yes, if you're fully vaccinated, you're, you're fairly safe against 
getting really sick, going into hospital and, and the ICU. That's all true. But I, they say they're stepping up vaccinations, uh, booster shots. The, their stats show that they are. But I think there's a lot of people out there. Uh, you could afford to be a little bit more optimistic if you've got your booster. If you don't, uh, it's a really good idea to continue to play it safe. All right. A lot of people waiting for those invitations. One other yeah. point. And, yeah, this... and if you get your invitation, that's one thing they told us yesterday. If you get your invitation, log on and book it right away. Like, do it. Get yourself <laughs> with the booster shot. Don't think about the weather. Don't think about Just do it. And that came through pretty strongly yesterday. You're not fully protected in the way you can be. If you get the call for the booster shot, go get it. All right. I wanted to, to touch quickly as well on the return to school because I thought that yeah. was interesting. So one week delay for most students, but Dr. Henry was adamant that will not be extended. Yeah, there'll be no extension. Dr. Henry still strongly believes and has from the beginning that schools, keeping them open, are important for academic achievement, for a place for uh, kids to go for their mental health. Uh, for families uh, needing to have, uh, you know, their children go to school, uh, for children in need of in-person instruction, for all those reasons, she is still a strong advocate of it. And yes, she said yesterday, this one week uh, is to get the system ready uh, to get protocols in place and safety measures, but it is not going to be extended. There are no plans to close the schools uh, for longer than a week. Uh, The schools are coming back one week late. And do you get a sense, every time we talk about schools and safety, the issue of ventilation comes up. And I recall more than a year ago talking about funding that was put in place for ventilation, whether it was air purifiers or things to help in schools. Has that not happened or why is this still such an issue? The minister said that, uh, Whiteside, the education minister, said they've uh, put out, I think the number she used was $300 million uh, to upgrade school facilities in one way or another and help them adjust to the pandemic. So she said a bunch of school districts have done uh, improvements in ventilation. Some of them had internal systems in the school because there were modern schools where upgrading was relatively straightforward. Other schools, districts have purchased portable units for ventilation. So they have done some work on it. Uh, but I expect there are, from what she said, uh, the project isn't complete for all schools and all districts. So they're still working on it. Dr. Henry says it is one of the measures of protection. There are other things. And what we'll hear from the schools probably by the mid to end of next week, we'll be going back to a lot of the safety measures, protocols, and distancing that we had before uh, in the in the second wave and the third wave of the pandemic. All right, uh, another briefing tomorrow. Until then, uh, Vaughn, don't uh, overdo it shoveling the sidewalk, but we will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks for the good advice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is Vaughn Palmer, Vancouver Sun columnist, joining us with his view, a snowy view from Victoria.